How you, you doing, brother? How's life treating you right now? Man, a lot of ups and downs this week. It's been uh, it's been it's been crazy. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was gonna be a chill week. It's one of those things where, you know, this this to me reminds me of the power of perception mm-hmm. and the power of history and focusing on the past and focusing on the future. Like this week has had a lot of stuff happen. It's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of crazy shit. Very rarely throughout the week was I like, damn, this week is insane. Mm-hmm. Most of this week I was just like chilling. And then there were a few moments that were like really high and a few moments that were really low um, and kind of crazy. And uh, in those moments, I was like, okay, this is some wild shit. I got to like take care of some of this stuff. Um, but then for the rest of the time, I just went like pretty much straight back to just like sitting on my ass or <laughs> going to the gym <laughs> or whatever. Right. So it's like, it was like when the moment called for it, I was like super in, super in it. And then when the moment wasn't there, I was like, all right, I did what I needed to do. And it's just time to totally veg. So I don't know. This is, that, that just kind of came up to me. It's really interesting. I actually had this basically the similar experience this week too. Um, starting, started the first day as director. And on that first day also was the first day of my new employee that I was onboarding at the same time. And then like all the meetings of getting set up and myself onboarded and everything going on. And like, I'm also still navigating, filling my old role because we don't have anyone doing that yet. So it's like all these things happening. Mm-hmm. But I caught myself feeling really overwhelmed and nerves about what I had told you before of like where I was last time as a director when I finished of like, I got to that red line breaking point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And once I like would just give myself a moment to stop. I'm like, how overwhelmed am I actually versus how much am I like making myself feel overwhelmed just because I'm not, you know, I don't have a second to just root and breathe and relax. And when I'd be able to make that distinction, I'm like, oh, there's actually not that much going on right now. This is just like me. That's all. Yeah. And your mind like, just running wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. It's like we talked about last week, like the idea that um, the fact that you were already aware of stress arising and the fact you're already aware of your ability to become burnt out in a role like this as DJ director Dizzy, um, like even that sets you up for better success than you had last time. Uh, but yeah, like that, that makes me, just makes me think of like how our minds can totally burn us out. Mm-hmm. I'd do the same thing if I get into the swing of things and like I go from straight from work and then I'm stuck in traffic and then I get home and I eat. And then I'm like right back to studying or something like that. The rest of my day, like if I'm trying to wash a dish and I'm like, oh, I got to wash these dishes. And then I only have so much time that I got to get in a shower this, and this. I got to make sure I don't shower for too long. And then I got to do this and then I got to do that. And then I got to go to the gym and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm like, I can feel my body like stretching itself thin simply because I can't get my mind to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. So you could actually like. approach those exact same things in that exact same way, just from a slightly different energy and be fine. Right. There's yeah. a frantic, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go mm-hmm. versus just stopping and slowing down. Um, and that was the big difference for me too. When I got home, it was like, it was a few hours of me before I realized I need to actually just like switch up my change on my system right now. Cause I was still keyed up and my energy was everywhere. My head mm-hmm. was everywhere. And I stopped and it was just like 10 seconds of just breathing down into my, the bottom of my stomach and doing some rooting. And then my energy completely switched and it just like was light switch. And I was like, I was good for the rest of the night. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel overwhelmed anymore. And I woke up excited, really excited the next day. I'm like, okay, we're good. So for our Click listeners, <laughs> what kind of, what for our listeners, what kind of breathing did you do to do that? To like regulate yourself? Yeah. Um, 
funny enough, I actually just started back into Wim Hof breathing earlier uh, mm-hmm. last week just for this. But for that, that's not a practice that I would want to do to regulate my system in that lens. Um mm-hmm. Because Wim Hof is a lot more faster paced and yeah, Wim Hof young wakes you up and gets you like mentally aroused and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this was slow, um, deep, deep, deep breath, slow breath in through my nose, down into my hips, with a just brief hold, like maybe two second hold between before I start to then breathe out slowly through my mouth, hold at the very end of that breath out for two seconds and then just repeat that it was about 10 breaths and all of a sudden my my system completely switched off and i was good and probably took two minutes mm-hmm. right and Less. it's so crazy like it's crazy Less. like we tell ourselves oh i don't have a minute i don't have two minutes to just sit here and breathe and then it's like your mind is going so crazy that you're you end up being incredibly inefficient at all the things that you do and you end up wasting an hour like over the course of the day you waste an hour in small inefficient ways um stressing yourself out and not planning tasks well and stressing because you can't really plan a task rationally if you're stressed like your brain isn't like fully cortical you're you're a lot of like limbic system so people lie to themselves and just tell themselves like oh i don't have a minute to breathe it's like give me a fucking break yeah you have a minute to breathe you're just not choosing to make that minute (laughs) yeah it's like and i say this from from experience like i used Mm -hmm. to be that way it's like you know who the hell has time to sit here and breathe or who the hell has time to sit here and talk about their fucking feelings this is bullshit right like just get over it I mean, I, I used to be that guy, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> we both used to be that guy. Yeah. yeah. But now you do me. that and it makes the rest of your life more efficient and more effective. You can actually function and do it for the longer term. Yeah, man. And life, you know, life doesn't have to be like, there are things in life that are hard. There are things in life that are going to be shitty, but life doesn't have to be shitty, right? Life doesn't have to be hard. You can just let life have hard moments and shitty moments and then just like get back to doing what you're talking about, regulating, just getting your nervous system to calm down a little bit, dropping your awareness out of your head, like into your belly or into your hips or into your legs or something like that. Just, you know, when you have awareness, this is what you're like, you're alluding to is like when you have awareness lower in your body, in your hips and your legs and your belly, whatever, you're still thinking, (laughs) you know, you might even still be stressed, but it's like farther away. It would be like if, uh, you were like somebody was like playing music in another room. <laughs> Everybody get crazy now. And then you just, like, <laughs> then you just like shut the door. <laughs> uh, I'm okay. a DJ, obviously. Awesomely. That's where your head's at today. Cause you called me DJ Dizzy today earlier, basically too. So yeah, I've been dropping, I've been dropping DJ a lot on people. Hey, that means you're, you're just due for a rave. What's going on right now? I was, uh, I was t- again, surprised. I was at a coffee shop and uh, I was talking to uh, one of the baristas at this, this place that's right down the street from my school. So I go in there, you know, I used to go in there all the time, like when I was done with classes. And so I know this dude somewhat well, and he's a tall, skinny guy. And he's like, yeah, like my family calls me DJ Slim Jim because like, I always, you know, have the phone at, at uh-huh. our like family get togethers and I like play the music. And I was like, yeah, man, you're going to, you're going to mature one of these days. You're going to become DJ street meat. And he had never heard the word street meat before. And he was oh, so God. weirded out. He was like, what Gross. the fuck street meat? Ugh, why would you think of that? I was like, you've never heard of street meat before. Like the dudes <laughs> on the side of the street, like sell meat out of the carts, you know? Uh, <laughs> and I, I then also, this didn't tie in directly, but I was thinking DJ iceberg slim for you. Oh, you were saying that I remember that slim. nickname too. Yeah, I think you and your that. cold fingers. All the all the cold fingers. Yeah, I was thinking of that last night. <laughs> um, but funny enough, 
So that subject that I was going to bring up today, Mm -hmm. it'll be a question that I'll ask you, but the answer I came up to it is basically exactly what we had just talked about (laughs) in a different way. So that's my cue of being very nondescriptive about what I'm going to ask next. Yeah, that was a a little bit. That was a vague segue. I'm like, yes, I'm like confused, but like in a hot way. (laughs) So to unvague my vague. (laughs) Mm, Yes. Yes. We shall unvague my vague. That sounds slightly dirty. And it sounds like you're undraping like a like a marble statue. That sounds better. Yeah. Unvague my vague to my vogue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vague vogue. There we go. Oh. I was watching some Christmas movies this morning before we hopped on. And I was just thinking, I was like, why does everyone like Christmas more than anything else? So I want to ask you, what is it? What do you think it is about Christmas that is so alluring compared to any other time of year or any other season or Mm. holiday? You know, I think for people, I mean, I can speak for myself on this, but like people who think of Christmas fondly are people who selectively block out all of like the, the shopping and the being in crowded malls and like doing all that stuff. Like all the, I think all the consumer side of Christmas is like stresses people out. Oh my God, I got to spend a bunch of money and blah, 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 blah. And I got to, you know, go run a bunch of extra errands this week that I feel like I don't even have time for. But people love Christmas because it feels warm and inviting. And it reminds, it's like nostalgic. It reminds you of a time, even if things weren't better back then, it reminds you of a time where you felt like things were better, where you felt like a sense of awe and wonder as a child, where you're like the first time you saw Christmas lights, the first time you drank hot cocoa. You know, the first time, the first few times in your memory, you came out of the cold into a warm house with a fireplace going and you ate like a sweet food or something like that. Like being surrounded by people who doted on you and loved you or, you know, if you if you were fortunate enough to have that. Like, I think that for me, at least it reminds me, it's just nostalgic. Um, And I think for those of us who are always trying to improve our relationships and trying to be more patient, be more loving and all that kind of stuff. Um, Christmas is a, is a, an easy time, not an easy time, but it's a reason to get conscious. You know what I mean? Like you're okay. I'm going back home for three days. Or I'm going back home for four days. I can do three or four days where I'm really patient with my family, where I'm like really patient with traffic and lines and blah, blah, blah. I could just stay really present for the holidays Cause it's not just about me. It's about everybody and all of our experience and cr- like curating a warm and loving environment. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, <laughs> you know, me and my love of like cafes and diners, especially mm-hmm. like on the Sunday morning when it's like just calm and just warm and toasty and fuzzy and happy. I feel mm-hmm. like Christmas, uh, like or December mm-hmm. is just like the, seasonal version of that feeling Mm. but i think it's exactly what you're saying one of the things that i had come to thinking about this was there's a level of i'll rephrase that it brings us connection to our inner child in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. that we get disconnected from i think that's one of the biggest joys right with all these lights and all these fun things and you know talking about santa for the like all the kids that are around and gift giving like all these things that are there very fun in a different way that doesn't exist in other times of year or other holidays Mm -hmm. um 
And then so one of the themes that you and I can talk about a lot is this connection, right? It's a time that actually really naturally facilitates that in a very fun, but also very warm, grounded way, right? Different from like 4th of July, where like you're out in the sun on a boat in the water partying, right? It's it's mm-hmm. it's sort of the, about a barbecue or whatever. Um, it's a very different energy of that. But today, yeah, a lot of 4th of missing. July is like, we're free, so let's blow shit up. <laughs> Sounds so fun, American. I, and, I, and I'm good with that. But let's cook meat and blow shit up. Hua, <laughs> that's that's very that's very Fourth of July. No, <laughs> he threw the hua at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what uh, your your segment made me think of was the the power of collective agreement about things, right? Like it gets easier to do this kind of stuff around Christmas. Cause you're thinking about it. Cause everybody's thinking about it. Or like a lot of people are thinking about it. We're all coming together at least in, in, in America, which is like very Anglo and, and um, right. Judeo Christian of like really more like, you know, Christian Catholic and stuff like that to come together for Christmas and um, to curate an environment like that. We're all thinking about Christmas. We're all thinking about the same things. We're all focusing on the same stories, the same songs, the same movies, the same practices. Right. And when we're all kind of in tune with the same ideas, it becomes a lot, there's like a lot less internal resistance to it because like, really like we all are one big organism experiencing itself in multiple different ways. Right. So when, for example, all your friends decide they're going to do something, it becomes a lot easier to go do that thing. Even if they haven't told you, you're like, Oh, like I really want to start going to the gym. And then you realize that your friends have bought gym memberships. You're like, Oh shit, cool. Um, it's a similar type of thing, except like literally everybody in in the country, you're not Jesus, not literally everybody, but you know, the, the mainstream culture becomes very predominated with Christmas, like Christmas music in every store and every coffee shop. And, you know, everywhere you go, there's like a Christmas tree somewhere. Um, yeah, it's very like ang- it's very Anglo centric, but like oh, yeah. you know, which is not great, but um, but still, yeah. I mean, the Buddhist family over here grew up loving it too, so it's okay. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas <laughs> it's just is fun. nice time together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's another thing. Like, I don't think like when I think of Christmas, I'm not thinking about like you know, I'm not thinking about Christ. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like <laughs> sound like which is funny. Like, I'm thinking about Santa Claus. I'm thinking about trees. I'm thinking about family. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like experiences and warmth and and all that kind of stuff like there's not like a single part of me that's like this is religious you know no. i'm thinking about like fun little get-togethers and white elephants and like hot cocoa and relaxing yeah. and enjoying myself and like watching christmas movies mm-hmm. right so one of i'm curious i don't think this is the case but where I was thinking about this is there's a void of community, right? And in, in our country, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of times where that's just not the way we're structured. And so we love this time that fosters community and connection. We're all kind of in the same page and the same place doing all the same things and just really, you know, we're all, we're all vibing in the same way. I wonder if it's any different in say like certain European countries where there's a very, very strong sense of community. I don't mm. think so because I think Christmas ultimately is just Christmas and everyone loves it, especially in Europe. But no, it's a, it's an interesting thought. Um, I'm I, I think about cultural identity somewhat frequently, and especially more so this week. I saw like a little 
I don't know. It's just it was a little article that was like advertised on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. And it was um, kind of a, like a, a Miss America or not Miss America. It was a Miss World type pageant where you, the the pageant winners from their respective countries would come and the whole point was to dress up in an outfit that represented to you like your cultural identity. Mm-hmm. And a lot of countries had very... Uh, like over the course of years had very similar things, right? Like, you know, Canada was like leaves and, you know, hockey sticks and like maple syrup and like, you know, really like things like that. Um, a lot of people would come in and sim like in their, the colors of their country um, with like feathers that were like representative, representative of their national bird, things like that. America, like every year was wildly different. Like it's just in, to the point where it was like strange and just disjointed and asymmetrical. And kind of what you glean from the article is like, oh, there's really no homogenous cultural identity within the United States. Like there might be in other countries, which is, you know, kind of the point, right? We're like the melting pot or we're supposed to be the melting pot. You know, that's, that's kind of the point here. Um, but I think about it and I think about how big the country is. Like America's massive. The United States of America is massive. And you look, you know, there are states in in the U.S. that are bigger than European countries by like many, many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like each of those states is is more likely to have a consistent culture than any 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 part of our country, right? Texas, California, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah Texas is always the first one that comes to mind when I think about like. I mean, Texas is its own country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Um, fucking florida is its own country goodness gracious yes it is <laughs> yes it is i was watching chef's table last night or was it was something else. maybe it was chef's table on netflix and they were just talking about like what's represent what's like the in the world of cuisine every country has it's what it's contributed to food and they're talking about like what's that for the u.s and like it could really be anything right that's the point that we're making could be a million different things but one of the things that they really stumbled upon and settled into was that it was barbecue right that's really Mm. the roots of the u.s and going into slavery and everything that that means and Mm. uh, um and that's a very big you know distinguishing thing that exists here in the way that we do it versus anywhere else Mm -hmm. but just to your point right there's all these different subcultures and uh, geographic areas that each have their own just energies and personalities that are completely different and they can right they can each in their own be their own country if the u.s was created that way mm-hmm. yeah so. yeah and yeah you know when i know you're talking about that the interesting thing to me is like that there there is diversity of of accents in the in the u.s but it's amazing how far you have to go before you see a change in accents right like mm-hmm. to go from california pretty much all the way until you hit texas is when you start to see a change in accents in that regard right. or like to go all the way like north and midwest until you hear kind of like the more like minnesota michigan kind of midwestern accent or all the way to boston or you know whatever like people from florida have the same accent for the most part as people from california and then there are just these like weird subcultural pockets that have different accents. Whereas in Europe, for the most part, like you go from one country to another and there's always like a slightly different, you know, I'm thinking like Italy versus France versus like Norway or Denmark or something like that. 
versus the UK. They all have different accents. It's crazy. I don't know. It's crazy. So call me maybe. Oh, I haven't <laughs> just met you, uh, but it is still crazy. <laughs> maybe I actually have a point to this. Oh, oh, but so to tie it into what I was saying before um, of how what we are talking about and that getting out of your head and the breathing practice to shift your energy ties into Christmas I am somehow. So I am so interested in how you're going to make this jump. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can actually live up to the hype to unvague the vague again. So what I was thinking about um, in a similar theme to what we've talked and explained this so far, it's just something that exists in this time that doesn't exist in the rest of the year. So I'll speak to more so what winter is to make this connection first, right? Seasonally, Mm -hmm. it's very rooting and it's very right? It's calm. It's reflective. It's the end of the year where you're kind of just like settling in and getting peaceful mm-hmm. and there's space. And I think that's the biggest difference because it's something that, again, we're void of through the rest of the year, right? The same way we're talking about connection, something we're void of the rest of the year that exists at this time frame, And then to be able to be in this place that's a bit more quiet, yet still connected and alive, that's peaceful and calm and rooted I think it just, there's so much of what we innately crave and then are innately missing that kind of comes together at this point. Um, And I think, I think on a subconscious level is a part of the big draw toward just toward like the Christmas season in December and the holidays, because Mm -hmm. it's just something that we don't, we're really not intentional about or making space for that we don't have in the rest of our lives. Yeah. And, you know, the, the crazy thing is that the culture of Christmas, like the the practical culture of Christmas, not like what we feel about Christmas, but what we do about Christmas is so out of alignment to what you just spoke about, right? You're talking about how everything <laughs> slows down in winter and stuff. And like Christmas people are like fighting for parking spots at the mall and honking at each other and running around the mall trying to like buy things for people so that they don't look stingy or cheap. And then they're like, somebody is losing their hair, trying to clean their entire house and cook 20 different meals for the 30 guests that are coming over to their house or whatever. And like setting up a Christmas tree and blah, 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 and this and that. And it's like, nobody stops moving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think like something that would be a lot more in alignment is like, okay, Hey, like we're not going to do gifts. And if you are going to bring something like it better be small, like let's just do something small. And everybody brings a, a dish or everybody brings some foods that way we're all doing a little bit and nobody's getting overworked and we're all kind of coming together and contributing in a way. And then we all just like sit around and we talk and we spend time together and we play with the kids and try and give them good memories and good experiences, you know? So definitely right. There's the craziness of it, but I think that Mm -hmm. other end of it, like you're speaking to at the end of that still definitely exists, right? Like you're not frantically putting up lights, right? There's (laughs) there's ways you'll fall off a ladder. Yeah. Fall off a ladder. And that's the number one <laughs> incident of like injury that happens this time of year. But yeah, you're like, you're putting up lights. You are, you have Christmas break. You usually have some time off. Kids usually have time off. There is a bit more space. 
there's probably some like popping holiday parties, but a lot of them are also very, you know, a little bit slower where you're just enjoying like having conversation and having some drinks and whatever food and exchanging gifts. Like there, there mm-hmm. is a naturally slower energy to it at the same time. Once you get out of that franticness mm-hmm. right? and how much are people also just like enjoying watching some Christmas movies and some cocoa, right? Like that Totes. also just like, this is yeah. the time where that's, we naturally crave that and start to step into these things on top of all the other craziness that does exist in it. Yeah. Totals magodals, man. I feel you. I was trying to think of a rhyme for that to add on. I definitely can't. Yeah, no, it's fine. Don't worry. I mean, I, I just said two words that aren't even real words. So <laughs> I don't blame you. But no, I mean, you're, you're right. You, you are right. There's, there are pockets of silence and slowness that happen at this time of year. And people get, people take their PTO at this time of year. They, get really present with their kids. Like I think everybody, especially this, you talked about getting in touch with the inner child. I think we do that a lot because we see how so much of this holiday and its importance is on the experience we curate for our children in the world. Like what kind of warm core memories can we give these children? Um, How can we make them the center of attention? How can we, make them feel loved? How can we give them these, these cool experiences? Like, Oh, like you don't normally get dessert, but tonight you get hot chocolate with marshmallows in it. And we get to watch your favorite Christmas movie, you know, and maybe, okay, you get to unwrap one present tonight on Christmas Eve or whatever. Right. And just like kind of creating, you know, warm PJs head to toe, like all of these things that, that like nurture the innocence of childhood. And I think that it gets like, when we think about what nurtures the innocence of childhood so that we can do it for a child. We're having to go into alignment with it on some level because we have to align our thoughts to what it would feel like from the perspective of a child to receive something like that. Like what if I were a child and I was trying to get this feeling, what would I be receiving? What kind of moment would I be in? And then you like align yourself to it. You don't even realize you're doing it. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Tapping into that yourself. And so you kind of get to be in your own inner child finally again. Exactly. We all need. It's yeah. fun. It's part of us. It's real. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking, I was, man, I wonder what this conversation would be like when we record this episode, like, you know, down the road and we have some kids and it's probably going to be a, more so on the like frantic, I'm stressed outside of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're probably going to be running around. Like our kids are going to be in the background while we're like trying to have the podcast. We're like, oh, pause it. <laughs> you little brat. <laughs> You're getting coal. <laughs> and we're putting up a Grinch tree this year. I'm just going to shoot all my kids' <laughs> presents at them with a t-shirt gun. <laughs> That sounds great. I saw a video last night on the interwebs and it was, um, it was, I think she was a WNBA um, player or she Mm -hmm. was a collegiate basketball player. And she like was on, was out there for halftime. And I think it was an NBA game. Mm -hmm. And they're like, here, take the, take the gun. You have to shoot the t-shirts out into the second crowd. She's like, nah, I got this. And he's like, no, you have to get to like the second level. She's like, no, I got this. And she just rockets it out to like, probably like the very top of that second level. I'm like, oh my God, I cannot do that. Holy shit. Yeah, that that is amazing. I mean, I can barely fucking throw something across a room. Oh, I can barely throw a baseball, dude. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's amazing how how those skills atrophy. I'm like, I've like never thought the only the, the only things I'm like throwing are like occasionally like throw a ball with Sam's kids, which is like not that far away. Mm-hmm. Um actually I'm gonna cut that real quick. Soft toss. I'll occasionally throw a ball with my friend's kids. 
Um, or I'll like, you know, throw a beer to a friend across the room or something like that, you know, like nothing, yeah, nothing crazy. Not like out here hucking footballs at people and throwing baseballs and stuff. Did you see the most amazing, awesome white elephant gift that I sent you via text last week? Speaking it was the, beer. the koozies, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. You know, it made me think about getting my dad one, but like shaped like an Ugg boot. He doesn't drink beer, but he drinks like little bottles of Gatorade. Yeah. So I thought about getting him like a little Ugg boot koozie. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be really cute. Yeah. yeah. And you have me wanting Ugg boots. Just, just saying. Since yeah. like we talked about that the first time, I've like been scrolling, looking at different like odd boots, and there's some pretty good looking <laughs> ones too. So just saying. All right, everybody, sign a petition so that Neil will get Ugg boots for himself, but he's got to wear Daisy Dukes. Oh gosh, Merry ain't Christmas! No <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Is there anything that you want to sign off with today? Nope, just the image of me and Daisy Dukes and Uggs. Oh boy, that but is, you got to put in. Your, let's yeah. make it Christmas though, so you got a you got a Santa hat on in this in this image because normally i picture maybe. you in a cowboy hat in this image but maybe i'll do some that is how i said normally santa stripper overalls too <laughs> santa stripper overalls